1: after the Baltimore Ravens dominated the Saints in primetime Monday night football, everyone is buzzing about how good Baltimore can get this season. Super Bowl contender? Well, that's a term lots of people are using to describe the Ravens, along with this adjective from Shannon Sharp.
0: The Ravens are scary in the AFC.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison, and I'm riding solo while my partner Bobby Trossett is spending the bye week in Spain. It's Wednesday, November 9th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. The Ravens bye week has been viewed as a time for the Ravens to get even healthier. And that's exactly what it looks like they will do. I've got updates that will make you smile. And finally, Justin Houston is playing out of his mind. I've got all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the morning vault where you get the most important Ravens news In just 15 minutes. After winning three straight games and absolutely demolishing the New Orleans Saints Monday night, there is no shortage of analysis calling the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl contenders. The Baltimore Suns' Tim Schwartz wrote that they're contenders. CBS Sports' John Breach, he also wrote that they're Super Bowl contenders. Then Barstool's Dan Katz, he went as far as to tweet that the Ravens can win the Super Bowl. And then ESPN's Get Up host Mike Greenberg also asked Marcus Pierce if he thought the Ravens could lift the Lombardi trophy in February.
2: Oh, they absolutely can, G. They absolutely can. All
1: right, look, I've been saying for quite some time that general manager Eric DaCosta has put together a championship caliber roster but that the team hadn't reached their potential yet, and honestly still haven't. That's partly due to injury, and that's also partly due to the team just not finishing games. I think Monday night was the closest we've seen Baltimore come to playing their best, and yet I still get the feeling, and I think we all do, that there's still so much more that this team can give, right? We can all see it. And so perhaps the best analysis I've seen of the Ravens came from this tweet from ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. Quote, they're as dangerous as any team in ball, and they haven't even played a B game yet. Close quote. Not only do I think that is the most accurate description of the Ravens so far, but I think that's the best compliment too. If they can keep getting these double digit point leads while playing C plus or below, just imagine if they can give an A performance That's why dangerous and scary are two very popular adjectives being used to describe Baltimore these days. Here's former Ravens tight end Shannon Sharp on Undisputed.
0: The Ravens are scary in the AFC. I understand Baltimore. I understand Buffalo's beating them. I understand Miami's beating them. I understand uh, some other teams... They are scary. They could be undefeated right now. They're the only team, Skip, that's had a 10-point lead in every game that's lost more than one game. Yep. All the other teams either lost no games or one game. They've lost three. Okay. But but they're getting getting right at the right time. They get a bye week now, they're going to be tough.
2: I agree with your scary takeaway. This team, I just like the way it attacks on both offense and defense.
1: But it goes without saying that Baltimore isn't the only team that's scary or the only dangerous team. They're not the only Super Bowl contender. So the folks at First Things First debated which AFC team is the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. And co-host Nick Wright, he spoke as an actual Chiefs fan and he said which team does scare him the most.
2: Are the Ravens the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? Right now they're the team that scares me the most. The Bills are not the team they were at the beginning of the year. The Bills are a team who had two all-pro safeties, and one of them is out for the year, Mm -hmm. and the other one is banged up, and their best linebacker is banged up. And they are all of a sudden the injuries are mounting. The Josh Allen injury is something. And the Ravens, on the other hand, are just getting better. I think the Chiefs are clearly the best team. But what team can add the most variance? What team can shake the snow globe? What team can scare you with a coach that's proven it? That's Baltimore.
1: Meanwhile, analyst Chris Broussard wasn't subtle in his disagreement with Nick. It's clearly the, way, the, the Bills. Of the weekend. It ain't even a discussion. Why?
2: Well, Tell let's see. Why. They got the better wide receivers. I know oh, wide receivers. Better wide receivers, the better offense, mm-hmm. the better defense, especially against the pass, which is pretty important if you're facing Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and they got the better quarterback, both in the
1: regular season and especially in the playoffs. And then Nick Wright rebuffed that argument with exactly what I've been talking about, that the Ravens haven't reached their potential yet, and Bills may have already done so.
2: I just think that using Lamar's playoff failings against him at this point is fair, but I also think it doesn't change the fact that he's terrifying. There are not many teams in the league that scare me. I have Chiefs fan arrogance when we play them. Lamar and the Ravens are at the top of the list because it feels like if they're clicking, that you're hopeless. And if they're clicking, it feels like you are hopeless. I have seen the Bills play their A-plus game, click everywhere, and they lost and they changed the rules afterwards. So I know that the Chiefs got to play their A-plus game to beat the Bills' A-plus game. Right. I don't know if anyone beats the Ravens' A-plus game because it's so unique and they play keep away. They just keep the ball the whole That's game. That's fair. We haven't you know, seen their A-plus game in, in the, the postseason. Season.
1: Coming up next, John Harbaugh announced that a handful of key starters will return to the field after the buy. Who's going to be back and who's not is just ahead.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: I've got it for you today. During John Harbaugh's Tuesday press conference, the head coach said that running back Gus Edwards will be back after the bye. And if Gus Bus running in tandem with Kenyon Drake wasn't enough, he said that J.K. Dobbins will be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, all that horsepower will be nice for a run first offense that's already ranked number two in the league without their top guys. Meanwhile, the Ravens will only get better at the tight end position, too. Harbaugh said Monday that Mark Andrews will be back after the bye, and on top of that, Charlie Kolar was activated off of injured reserve. Here's Harbaugh on the rookie.
0: Um, he's, he's a young player and missed all the time in training camp, so he's you know still developing. But man, he's he's out there. looks good. He's so talented. He's so big. He's got great hands. You know, he wants to do well. He's very conscientious, and he had he had he had three good weeks of practice. So I anticipate him being brought up. This week, can't speak for Eric on that, but I'm, uh, that's kind of our—that's how we're talking right now. So I, I, we, now we got to find a way to do it, which is a challenge. But um, ex- I expect Charlie to contribute this year.
1: Yeah, this is good news for the offense, but it might not be great news for Nick Boyle. Elsewhere at the safety position, yeah, Geno Stone has been filling in well for starter and top free agent signing Marcus Williams, but. The Ravens sure could use those interceptions that Williams showed a penchant for before his injury to his wrist. Well, Williams also has a chance to get a few more of those interceptions again this season because Harbaugh said that he could be back as early as next month.
0: He's looking good. You know, it's, it's just one of those deals where it's a bone that has to heal. So it's pretty straightforward as long as there's no setbacks, so to speak. There have been no setbacks so far. And uh, I I think it's sometime in December.
1: And then the two players that we saw leave the Saints game were defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul and wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Neither returned, but Harbaugh said JPP just tweaked his ankle and will also be back after the bye. And the same tie line goes for Deshaun Jackson after he just tweaked his hamstring. Now, if you ask me, Jackson looked to have plenty of speed and can play at a high level still. But at 36 years old, he's going to have to manage those muscles. He's going to have to warm them up and keep them warm throughout the game so he doesn't tweak a hamstring or something else again. And not only does D-Jack look like he can contribute on the field still, but Ravens coach T. Martin said D-Jack has already made a big impact in the wide receiver room. One of
0: the first times you know he walked in a room, the rest of the guys respect him instantly because they know who Deshaun Jackson is. And so uh, that's been great because when he says something, they listen because they know he's speaking from experience. He's not just talking. And he's competitive. He, he practices hard. He's just a great example of how you get to play in this league for 15 years. And so uh, it was good for guys like Rashad and James Prochet, Devin DuVernay, uh, guys who have skill sets but fairly young in, in that room, to have a, a veteran like Deshaun Jackson to, to show up and still compete and play at a high level.
1: And I'll leave you with this. It's pretty incredible that the Ravens are 6-3 and three and lead the AFC North despite missing all the guys I just named. And other guys I haven't even named. So it is no wonder that Football Outsiders ranked Baltimore at number one in its deepest rosters list from across the NFL. And I think the Athletics' Jeff Rebic summarized it well. Quote, there's been so much talk this season about what the Ravens don't have. They lack a number one wide receiver and a healthy game-breaking running back. They lack an in-his-prime defensive player who can take over the game in crunch time. But Monday night, the Ravens offered a reminder of what they do have, one of the league's deepest rosters. All right, let's just say it. We're not talking enough about the season that Justin Houston is having. He is tied for second in the league with 8.5 sacks, despite missing three games with a groin injury. He also notched a forced fumble and an interception this season. And after Monday's monster performance, Shannon Sharp tweeted that Houston needs to be named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I concur. And here's the folks at Good Morning Football giving Houston some love.
2: Justin Houston is an underrated guy. We don't talk about him enough. The same draft class as Von Miller, same draft class as JJ Watt, Cam Jordan. Mm. And you look at, he's 110 and a half sacks mm. on his career. And he's in front of JJ Watt. And I don't think we talk about it enough. Nobody no. says that.
1: According to Next Gen Stats, Justin Houston has been the most efficient pass rusher by pressure rate and sack rate among 159 players with 100 plus pass rushes. That is bananas for a guy that is in his 12th season. And after the game in the locker room, Houston was given a game ball and he didn't want to take all of the credit. This sound comes from Ravens Productions. We're building, we heading in the right direction, man. Listen, them sacks is good coverage downfield, man. That man's patting the ball that giving me time to get there. As a D-line, we're rushing everybody in a rush lane. It's, I'm reaping a lot of benefits, but we're doing this together, man. This is
0: we're moving in the right direction. Let's continue to build. Let's stay focused, y'all. Ooh. Ooh.
1: before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with Marlon Humphrey's post-game live Instagram session with his teammates on the flight back to Baltimore. And once again, kicker Justin Tucker stole the show. Now, Justin Tucker, you know, you're a man of the people.
2: but Marlon, last time you had me on here, you, I, got, I got myself into a little trouble,
1: all right? You get the luck,
2: man. So you're gonna have me mess around and say something silly like racks on racks, smoking on that Saints pack, but I don't want <laughs>
1: to do that. Elsewhere, Peyton Manning didn't hide his displeasure with refs when they called a P.I. on Chuck Clark that wiped out an interception for rookie safety, Kyle Hamilton.
0: That's a horrible call. All that attention we gave to the NFL referees last year, wearing the cleat Blakeman jersey, I take it all back, because that call right there stinks. Wow, aggressive. You're aggressive against the refs from the get-go. <laughs> Bad
1: call. Bad call. Oh, and by the way, according to NFL Rookie Watch, Hamilton, since week three, has had 130 coverage snaps. And in all 130 of those snaps, he's only allowed 70 yards and zero TDs. After a rough start early this season, Hamilton has surely turned things around. And finally, Back to Peyton Manning, reacting live to a throw from Lamar Jackson Monday night.
0: I've never seen that. A, A, I I couldn't do that. But Young quarterbacks, don't watch that. That is not normal. That is not easy to do. Get your feet set. Lamar Jackson is different. He's special. He can make those kind of throws. You can't.
1: Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. We can also be reached by email via baltimoreravensvault@gmail.com at gmail.com if you happen to have comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. So that's all the time we've got today, but the vault will be back Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.